You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 119, Reverse Polarity, Electrical Defects, and Mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about reverse polarity, electrical defects, and mold. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, how do those three things even relate? <laughs> well, and I, you know, lately, I'm sure listeners have noticed, you know, we're, we're, I used to do home inspections all the time. I'm a contractor by trade. And so there's a lot of important things with a home that, that people don't think about that's their general home maintenance concerns, but on top of that, it can lead to mold concerns. And we did, I don't recall when we did it, but we did a podcast uh, addressing GFCIs, ground fault circuit interrupters. And, you know, it's it's very similar with reverse polarity. So I thought it was a good idea to talk about it. And hopefully our listeners will learn a little bit from it. And, uh, you know, if you're buying a new home and you have a home inspector, you can tell them you know what reverse polarity means. That's true. So what is reverse polarity? All it is. So I'm not an electrician, just so all of our listeners know. Uh, I just deal with a lot of this uh, in, like I said, in home inspections and in doing mold inspections. But reverse polarity is, is you have three wires. We're just going to talk about something simple, an outlet. You have your hot, your neutral, and your ground. Your hot's typically the black. Your neutral's usually the white. And your neutral, or uh, your ground is the bare copper. So what happens is, because electricity is on the circuit, your hot and your neutral are mixed. So your white and your black wires are hooked up to the wrong side of the outlet. And you don't really know it. I mean, it, unless you have an outlet tester, like we do. I mean, I have all sorts of the fancy. I call them toys, but they're not really toys. Um, but that's, that's what it is. And so what reverse polarity does is, let's say you have a fan, like 
that you bring in here when you're on your Peloton. If that if there was reverse polarity in that outlet, that fan wouldn't blow air at you. It'd suck it away from you. Oh, okay. Wow. So that's where it correlates with mold, is the fan's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And so then it doesn't prevent mold. It actually gives it a better environment to grow. Right. And mainly when we talk about that, and it can cause equipment to fail. I mean, you could have... so. I just had a client uh, a couple weeks ago that part of their ventilation system was what we call a whole house fan up in the attic. And it's a fan that runs up there. They should be on a humidistat. Um, Theirs was on a thermostat, which, you know, we talked about that. But anyhow, when that fan kicks on, the whole whole purpose is to push the air throughout that attic. Well, if it's fans are moving the wrong way, just go back to the exhaust fan in your bathroom. It's designed to suck the air out, which is to keep the humidity down and put that air outside. Well, if it's not working right, it's got reverse polarity. What's it going to do? It's going to push it. It's not going to suck it out. It's going to push the air down. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not doing what it's designed to do. And that's why, you know, I thought for me, that's why it was an important um, podcast to do because a lot of people just don't think about that. Like they just, it's kind of like, you know, when we talk about crawl spaces or basements, you know, sim. Some people have basements that they go down in all the time and maybe one of their kids or the master's down there or whatever, the master bedroom, and they're down there quite often. Some people have unfinished basements they never go in. We were watching a show and we talked about it one time. There was someone in New York or New Jersey was looking for for a new home, some lottery home show or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they kept showing the basements, and I'm like, is that what they're like back east? Mm -hmm. Because they're... Out here in the West, we use our basements for the most part. And you told me that, yeah, there's a lot of basements that it's kind of like just a half a basement. They get flooded all the time and they're just, they're not really used for much except for storage. So my whole point is, is if you're not inspecting those areas and you have a defective, let's say, sump pump and it's an electricity concern, that would lead to moisture intrusion, which leads to mold. And so it sounds like the reverse polarity in most cases is caused by electrical defects. Well, it is an electrical defect. Okay, so it's an electrical defect. How do people check for that on a regular basis, and how often should they be checking for electrical defects? Well, okay, so that's kind of a complex question, and I say it in this manner. If you have reverse polarity, it's reverse polarity. Once you fix it, it goes away. Okay. So it's not something like... An electrical defect like a GFCI. A GFCI, they're known to be problematic. They but that outlet or that breaker could go bad a week from now. But if you have reverse polarity and you fix it, you, it, you should never have that problem again. Okay. So, and the way you would know that is, you know, when we do our VPAs, which is our virtual property assessments, one of the tools that I want my client to have is an outlet tester. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like, well, what does that have to do with this, you know, VPA? Well, we want to make sure that there's no electrical issues. So it's a cheap, like you can literally buy one. You've seen me use it mm-hmm. here because even here we have, and this house isn't that old. We've had GFCI issues. It's just a little tester you plug in. It's got, some of them have a little button on it, which trips your GFI. They're like eight or $9 at the hardware store. So going back to what you said, how often should you check? If you if you have an electrical problem and consistently, let's say the GFCI is in 
in your main hallway bathroom, and that outlet keeps tripping. And you keep blaming your teenage daughter because she blow dries her hair, uh, whatever girls do with their hair. What else do they do? Crimp it. Crimp it, curl it. I'm going off of my 80s stuff, growing up with sisters. That's what they did. But anyhow, if that outlet keeps tripping, you need to find out why. Like, is it the blow dryer, the crimper, the iron, whatever they're using, you want to figure that out because that GFCI is very important so that you don't get electrocuted also. Yeah. But keep in mind, that same outlet, let's say it keeps tripping, sometimes, you know, how often do we use the outlet in there, in our main hallway bathroom? Not really. So we really wouldn't know if it is tripped. Exactly. But how do we know when it trips? Uh, Because it affects the master bathroom. Yes. Light. Nightlight. So if it didn't, let's just say it was an outside outlet or an outlet that went to your crawl space, to your sump pump. Mm -hmm. You might not even know that it's not even working, if that makes sense. So something like that, if that that GFI keeps tripping, you need to get a hold of an electrician and fix it. Because it could be, it could cause problems, let's just say, with your heat tape on your roof. And I say heat tape and most people don't know what I'm talking about, but it's... We, we talked about it in an episode, you know, the, at the eaves of your roof, if you get ice dams, the way you prevent that is with heat tape. Exactly. So it's that kind of, I don't know what you call it, just looks like a upside down V that runs along your eaves and, and you plug it in in the winter, sometimes they're on a thermostat, it kicks on when it's freezing. So you don't want that to fail or you can have ice dams, which leads to moisture intrusion into your attic, which leads to mold, so... So I know it seems it sounds complex, but it's it's something simple enough that could cost you thousands in in a mold mitigation job just because you just didn't know that you had a defective outlet. And so it, when people are thinking about checking their electrical stuff, is it just a matter of having the outlet tester and checking your outlets every once in a while? Are there other electrical things they should be looking at? Well, with your outlet tester, you know, for... For our go-getter listeners, um, you know, or the wives that are listening and they want to make their husband do something that will keep them busy for a while, you go test them all. You can go buy that tester and you you would go through the house and have them all tested in 10 minutes. That'll tell you everything you need to know. If they all work, I wouldn't worry about them for the most part. Now, those that have GFCIs, you do need to test those in the spring and in the fall and probably once in the summertime, but spring and fall... Just to make sure your heat tape or sump pump, make sure that they are powered and the electricity is not a defect because you will regret it. And that tester, like I said, is like eight or nine dollars. And can you have uh, an instance of reverse polarity with, because uh, you said reverse polarity is an electrical defect, but can you have reverse polarity of something without the source of the like, like the, the outlet being problematic? Does that make sense? Oh, that it could have reverse polarity and you just don't know? Exactly. Yeah, if you if you have an, an alarm clock plugged into it, even a phone charger, for the most part, it, you don't even know it. Wow. Because okay. it just works. Okay. So, I mean, if you plugged a fan into it, though, now let's say you have a radio, you plug into it, you can plug that in and the radio works, but if you get a fan, instead of blowing air, it's going to suck air and you're going to be like, what? What's wrong with this? So then you would only really know reverse polarity with certain items, like a fan, an exhaust fan, a ceiling fan. Right. But with something like an alarm clock, you wouldn't know. Right. And and obviously, I'm not an electrician, and technology is always improving. 
but like a computer and all that, I don't, I'm not sure if that would work on a reverse polarity outlet, but I believe it would, but radios and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It just, you would never know it. Okay. And once again, the concern is, is so it's not just that specific outlet, all electricity is on one circuit. And so our listeners know, like you go to your breaker box and let's just say you have a breaker that's always tripping. Don't, if you keep resetting that and you think it's fine, like you need to have an electrician come in. Like it could be, there's a whole list of reasons why it's doing that, but it's doing it for a reason. Don't just think oh, it's only affecting this outlet, right? Because it's on a circuit. Yeah. You could have two bedrooms on it. Okay. So that, that's my point is, is that one outlet could lead to numerous other uh, defects down the road, like heat tape, sump pumps, and things like that. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, that makes sense. So then what's your call to action for people? Go go buy one of those outlet testers and, you know, test your outlets. But if you don't want to go buy one, go look at your outlets and make sure they're all three-pronged, meaning there's a ground plug okay. or ground hole on the bottom. Make sure that there's covers on them, meaning if we take the cover off of that outlet, you can just stick your fingers in there, a yeah. kid could, and it's, yeah. you know, it hurts. It's I've done it before. <laughs> so, well, matter of fact, I did it on that bug zapper that... Uh, that decided to go off oh, last that's week. Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely make sure that you've got your outlet tester. Make sure you're looking at your outlets. Yep. You're doing it fall, spring checklist, and possibly a third time throughout the yep. year. Yep. And just don't, I know it's, it seems simple. Do not ignore a breaker that just keeps tripping and tripping. Lots of people do. And I, I know that. I mean, yeah. I, I mean I, I've, I've seen people that literally tape them. And <sighs> that's kind of... Kind of crazy, and and once again, just because you know, and, and I hear this quite often. Well, that outlet's never worked. Well, you do realize that outlet should be powering that sump pump, which prevents moisture intrusion. So just don't don't get complacent. And just think, well, it's an outlet we don't use, and it's no big deal. Exactly, because it could turn into a big a deal. big deal and an expensive deal. Very expensive. All right, you heard it, and. For those who've listened to this and feel like, man, I don't even know where to start, you've got courses on things people can do themselves and you walk them through the steps, whether yep. it's an inspection, yep. you know, you walk them through it. Yep. And we do, I'm, I've been terrible at it. Um, I'm not really good at marketing, but we have done free promotions and, uh, you know, we try to do it quite often. I should probably like let our listeners know somehow, I don't know, you and I'll figure that out, but. We do run free promotions, and even if we're not, it's $30. I mean, yeah, you can, and it's on Udemy. And if you're not on the email list, it's time to get on the email list because that's where we'll be telling people about right. upcoming free offerings yeah. of the course. Yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, even if it's not, if you can't get it for free, it's the home inspection one, ironically, is, is more popular than my mold one. Um, but I do. I walk you through the home inspection one. You can... I'm not going to say you could do your own home inspection, but if you're, if, and the purpose of it is, is if you're going to buy a home before, and I know it's a hot market right now, so a lot of people aren't doing them, but before you even put an offer in, and you understand that process, hopefully our listeners do, you can kind of do your own little home inspection before you even put an offer in. Exactly. Because you could spot, let's say, mold issues or electrical issues. And you're like, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time with our realtor putting an offer in on a house that has all these defects. Exactly. So definitely check out those courses on Udemy. Yes. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. 
Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>